Yo, it's your boy, buddy. You. I'm Draymond Green. Hey, y'all, this is John Cloud John. This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. And you are logged in. Logged on. You're logged on to the 10th year seniors. And now part two of our rambling dialogue disguised as a podcast live from the bubble. You know what I just thought about the same way how we said that pristine glow of the Boston Celtics that gives people this aura and you think of them as a notch above where they actually are. Obviously, that same thing happens with the Lakers too. That's what the Knicks think they have, don't they? Yeah, no, the Knicks think like, they have that. They don't have that at all. The Knicks think they in that conversation and yeah, they ain't even close. They're not even close to that, no. Why do you think they in that? You know, you know, because all Laker players are overvalued. Remember, like, Shannon Brown, one of the yeah. most famous ones. Who else was the oh, other especially one? Especially overvalued. Every Laker is no man, but there's some country. of them are that are that are great dog. <laughs> like you just <laughs> who's the dude with the dreads? Um, Hill, <laughs> like Jordan Hill, Jordan, Jordan Hill. Hill. Like, why do you remember their names? Because they played for the Lakers. Like, there's because no because they were reason. really trying to. Those were some lean years, and they were really trying to convince themselves that Jordan Hill was was going to be one of the cornerstones yeah. of the future. Yeah. Why do the Knicks think they have that? They only have the two championships, right? The ones in the 70s. Why do they think they... Is it because it's just New York? And because of like the Ewing era. The, the Ewing era was good. That was a good era. You could not win a championship were... and... Yeah, but you could not win a championship and still be good coming from two Dolphin fans. Like, you still have fond memories <laughs> of that team. Like, come on. Like, that that is an era. They had, in every 90s basketball documentary, they will be I mean, featured. Patrick Ewing is on the dream the team. Finals. He was in Space Jam. He went to the finals. Like you, you don't do that. Okay, but they went to the finals in two thousand. Yeah, but but it's still not. No, no, ago. no. But I'm saying like, like you're right. It's still not to that same level. Like they don't get the same kind of um, treatment that that the Lakers and the Celtics should get. Like nah. But even the Celtics, to a lesser degree, if you ask me. What else is happening? What? Well, we don't Me- have to talk. Oh, Melo just put a move on LeBron. I thought it was time to retire. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but it, it didn't go in. <laughs> We don't have to talk about the Nets until next year. Uh, so, all right. Uh, that's pretty much it for the East. That's wow. It took us this long to actually get to Luca, but Luca's already here. So, obviously, it can't be. None of this is. It's no longer surprising. It's no longer. You can't say it's his coming out party. You can't say this is, I don't know, him introducing himself to anything because people seeing it for an entire season and a half, they know exactly with Luca is even so is it surprising to you that he's doing it to the Clippers defenders now unless Kawhi Leonard got him the whole game whenever Luca get the ball Luca's just say babies and then go score I didn't I didn't think it was going to be this easy it, it I honestly I honestly didn't think it was going to be this easy for him against the Clippers because you know you know what he has it doesn't look like you could speed him up at all like yeah. it always looks like he's he's patient and in complete control of the pace of the game. And I don't even know if that's a skill you could teach or how you would learn you that. You definitely you cannot teach that. You can't speed him up. Like you could trap him, you could throw a boxing one at him. Like nothing gets him off balance. Even and he had a shit ton of turnovers in game one, which is probably that combined with the Porzingis thing is the right. only reason they lost. He had he like was a trying to, Yeah, and he was trying to do a lot. He was trying to do too much almost. Keep going. 
No, I know. I just saw it. I, I, it freaked me out that it pop up on my phone. Your yeah, battery look. That's going to be a so your favorite part of the podcast. No, I, I can, of course I can take this part, this part out, but I can wait till you, I can wait till you get it set up because I want you to move it and then it stop. What they saying in the group chat? Uh, okay, you can still hear me? Yeah, yeah, I still okay. hear you. Right. Kale's, Kale saying number one option look good. I don't even understand how he framed this Kale's into so LeBron versus <laughs> anything. <but laughs> it's so stupid. All, every time you make it a point, he just says get out of it by talking about seat with Carl Malone. Carl, that but, was, like, no, that was ridiculous, though. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. <laughs> okay. We could go. We could keep going. Luca. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, I just wanted to actually look at. I just wanted to actually look at the box score, and I, I don't even understand how he don't get that when LeBron James is in, he's number one. But anyway, all right, where we was right before. We was at Luca. Ah, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it is. I didn't think it'd be this easy against the Clippers. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right, I got it. I don't honestly at this point I don't even know if Kawhi guarding him the entire game. Is going to slow Luca down. Like I, I don't know if it's blasphemous to say that, and that's a part of that. Also, is because I, I, I think Kawhi hates this team. Like <laughs> I get the feeling. Why do you think I don't he hates like so. Why? I, I, but I don't know. But like, even notwithstanding the video that he had with Norman Powell, where Norman Powell before the game last year was trying to get psyched up, and Kawhi was like, "Don't touch me, just walk forward." And, like, that seemed weird, but it seemed like somehow that was in jest, but he kind of he kind of still liked the team. I never get the sense that he didn't like the Raptors. I know he didn't want to stay in Toronto, but I didn't get the sense that he didn't like the Raptors. I feel like he don't like this team. Tell, I don't know okay, why. what I is your evidence? Okay, all right, all right, all right. Go, go. I want to hear this. I feel like he don't like Pat Beverly. Really? Why? I feel like he's you know what much. it is though. Loud as a motorbike. You know what it is. We wouldn't Pat, bust a grape Pat, in a fruit fight. Pat Bev is the nigga that's going nigga in your crew that is going to cause you to continuously get in fights because you gotta go defend his honor every time he oversteps his boundaries. He and Pat said. Beverly, Pat Beverly is a habitual line stepper. Like yeah. he's, you see what he. He destroyed the NBA by causing Damian Lillard to go on this fucking rampage. Yeah. Like, Pat Beverly did this. You if it wasn't for him, the Suns would have been in this nice playoffs. The Blazers would have dropped some other game. With what, whichever other one. But then Lillard was like, no, I ain't going to no fucking Cancun. That's all he wanted to say. Da- Damian Lillard didn't even want to be in the bubble if they couldn't make the playoffs. He barely wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. Everything was gonna be fine, and then those two assholes had to start talking damn time. What do you think was gonna happen? What do you think was gonna? Anyway, yeah. Anyway, but uh, one thing I didn't know, and now it's I can't unsee it. Every time I watch the Mavericks going into this series, I did not know that Dallas had the number one offense in the league. Now focus. I did not know. Okay, that. we will get back to the number one offense in the league. I need you to tell me why Kawhi Leonard hates his team, though. Oh, I just I okay. Here's the thing. I don't think he likes Pat Beverly. Right. That's number one. There was chemistry issues with this team over the course of the entire year. Doc Rivers to this day still talks about he's not sure about the rotation. I feel like the uncertainty of that was something that bothered him coming there because if it's one thing that Toronto had, it was consistency. I think other than Fred Van Fleet coming in there, they uh, 
I think I saw the stat many times in the finals, but they had the same starting lineup. They had more of the same starting lineup than any other team in the playoffs last year. So Toronto knew exactly what Toronto was, and they were that for the Sounds whole like year. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I still don't know who the Clippers are exactly going with at at any point for their for their crunch time five. I feel like that's still in flux at this point. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not the teammates themselves, but it's something about the Clippers situation. And of course, you can't read Kawhi because Kawhi is monotone. He stays the same. I just feel like he hates the Clippers. Yeah. Okay. I get what you're saying, but like the the not having the chemistry part, I think, is more important than the lineup part. Because look at what the Laker fans are talking that's, about. That's the chem. Yes, but, but that's chemistry, though. Yeah, but Laker fans right now, who are like the favorite to win the title, are talking about. We got to play Dion Waiters some more and hope that Rajon Rondo comes back. Like, this lineup is still up in the air. And I think a lot of it has to do with who you play versus what team and what matchup there is. You know, there like, there are big holes in the... Like, say the Thunder were to advance, right? You know if the Thunder advance, then... Uh, say, and the Lakers advance, Dwight and JaVale are going to play more. But if the Rockets advance... There's no way you're going to have them out there because the Rockets are just going to play that small lineup. And if you put JaVale and Dwight out there, they're going to get abused. Whereas Anthony Davis, of course, is going to be playing. So I think in some situations, like, it's amenable. The thing that's noteworthy about uh, Toronto is that they had the correct kind of lineup to play against anyone. And that they could play those same players all the time. And It they... feels like the Lakers and Clippers just built to beat each other. Right. And that's what it is. And that's why they were like, they had an arms race to get in like big players. Whereas like the Clippers, maybe if they had gone the route of let's go small ball and not even worry about it. The Lakers saw that they were going to have a a disadvantage on the depth and said that we are just going to be bigger than everyone and try to win that way. And and in some instances, it's going to work. But when you know it's not working, you have the best small, well, you have the best five and four in the league when in a small ball lineup situation exploit that especially when you don't have the guard play and i feel like the fact that the clippers have too much depth at this point i never thought it would be a bad thing but it seems as if doc rivers literally still is trying to figure out how am i going to fit all of these people in like landry shamet is completely out of the rotation imagine how happy we would be to play him with the lakers Imagine how happy the Lakers would be for Landry Shamit, but he could barely. Or the 76ers, and he can't even play. Like, teams would be dying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, the the Clippers got all of the big names when they were in in the arms race. Like, their depth is, is, is crazy. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's working, and this may all be a moot point if they don't get past Luka. And it's looking like it's a possibility that the Mavericks could actually win this series because if you look at game one, the Mavericks really should be up two. They really should be up two because Porzingis got thrown out after a BS call and we, we talked about Lucas' turnovers, but the Clippers weren't impressive in game one. Kawhi willed them to that one. I, I don't know. This is not as much of a... Because I thought this series was a given for the Clippers. I didn't expect the Mavericks to, to look like yeah, this. Yeah, I, I, the, Clippers were the same way I thought, I thought the Clippers would run over them. But maybe Kawhi has to have the same kind of game that um, we were saying about Giannis. Like, you as the dominant 1A superstar, you put your foot down and say, no, we ain't losing. we beating this team. That's why I was talking about Kawhi, Garden, Luka, and not Paul George. Because if Paul George is involved, it's not going to work. And I also think I, uh, 
me personally, because he's a Louisville player, I underestimate how important Montrez Harrell is to this team. And they're not at no point during the playoffs do I think he's going to be a hundred because Montrez Harrell didn't play any of the bubble. I don't know how much there's not going to be the same kind of continuity with the team. He just got back. He's playing spot duty right now. But by the time you get to the second round, you need Montrez Harrell to be able to give you what Joe Kim Noah used to give you when he finished third D D point. Okay. 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 Do they? Yes. He's important. for No, 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 not for, not for the Mavericks and not for the Lakers. They need Montrez. I'll give you that. Second round, uh-huh. do they? I feel like I almost feel like that's a clipper sweep in the next round. Like they go play um, the Nuggets or the Jazz. I feel like the Nuggets. You think they sweep the Nuggets? I can see them sweeping the Jazz. You think they sweep the Nuggets? I don't. I. I you know what it, it was for me? Like one night, once I saw the Nuggets get. Hold on, wait. Should we start calling them the niggas? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Once I saw the yes. niggas getting blown out by the Jazz, I'm like, how are you getting blown out? Like, I don't understand. Like, how are you relaxing already? I don't... It worries gotta, me when a team that hasn't achieved anything then has a letdown <laughs> game. Like, what are you letting down from? You should... Hold on. They, they shouldn't even have a, a one letdown this single season because there's no way they were supposed to lose to Portland last yeah. year. They were number two in the West. If How you, are you if getting you blown that. out after that? Like, no Jamal Murray. You had a great game and you guys won in overtime and you take your little funny video, uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell, after the game, right? You don't then come out and get blown out by 20 after that. You were doing it completely backwards. You know what you should have done? Should have put your phone on and walked right to the room. Because you'd be like, but fuck this nigga, I got to beat him again. And then all Jamal Donovan Murray Mitchell shit. did was talk shit the whole game to be like, yep. That's what he does. Yeah. He's a Louisville person. Very low character. Oh, man. shut up. Like, shut low up, brows. Yeah. And, okay. yeah, I, would, I wouldn't trust any of them niggas. But Jamal Murray should put his phone down for several reasons. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Lisa. The great yes. yeah, NBA players in quarantine. A lot quarantine of is a, Quarantine a lot was rough for them. Devin Booker hey, have a girlfriend you know, now. She's a Jenner. You know, wasn't... And not a Kardashian, we have to point that out. A Jenner. There's not oh, a Jenner basketball that. curse. There is not. Uh, There's a Kardashian okay, basketball when, curse and not a Jenner when John basketball post, curse. Yeah. When John posted it in the group, right, I was I was very, very, very uh, yep. I needed to search I needed to search that to to flesh that out to see if this was the one from the WAP video or the one from the stupid no. uh, Pepsi commercial. It's the Pepsi. She's stupid the, Pepsi. She's the one who stupid. cured racism with Pepsi. Yeah. Stupid, stupid Pepsi commercial. All right. That's you know, fine. We also, can hold on. I have Pepsi a random commercial. take. Do they all date the same five girls, like the same five famous girls? Because... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. But sure. I'm saying, is it because they run through all the IG girls and because they do that and because they yeah. know like, like... They could meet like some nice girl, and then all of a sudden they know T.J. Warren ran through her, and then say, "Okay, well then I can't date you." Is that what happens in in the NBA? And then that's why they end up oh. dating the Jenners. Okay, I think a part of it is they they need somebody who knows the life per se, mm. or knows what it is to date an NBA player, so you don't have to educate somebody on that. Somebody that just kind of yeah, but I feel like the IG girl would be. have a lot of reps though. Like, random IG girl with 200,000 followers. She has a lot of they, NBA reps. 
Nah, bro. They they ain't been through it. Like they could be they could be a smash, but they don't exist in their they don't have their own orbit like a Jenner or a movie star or some other musician. They have their own shit going on where everything is not ah, just okay. about so latching like on to okay. you. I got so what if you saying. get if you get one of them IG clout chasers who's legitimately just trying to come up, I feel like that's more maintenance. Mm. I feel like they don't know they imagine one, how they, much pictures they, they have to take. Like how much selfies they get asked to be in. It's, it's a lot you got to do. Bro. You date a so Jenna, think, you don't get asked for one selfie. No. You have to ask her if she's available to come to the game. That's the difference. Because she probably ain't. She ain't need to be there. But you know who needs to be there? 200,000 follower IG girl. She needs to be she there. She need to be there. How yeah. are they going to do the long, like, like, long-standing relationship? Who is doing that? Because there has to be someone... Who is assessing that? And what do How you provide do they... as proof? Those are very pertinent questions. I want to know what the line of demarcation is where they decide this is what long-standing relationship is. Like, where do they put that line? If by you said, four months? By I've been six? I've been fucking this girl since 2018. We're not yeah. in a relationship, but this is a long-standing relationship. Imagine Andrea <laughs> Plays being like, she's the coolest one. So, like, does everybody have to give, like, their list of six and be like, this, this, this is my ranking system to prove to you how much she means to me. I have her as a two on this list. And that's only because number one you is in Europe. the most dangerous person, though. The guy who doesn't want anyone on the list. And his team and is not playing that day. And listen, he's just going to be like, I what you doing? This is the NBA content that we need to have. And this is why this was such a big deal in the group when I discovered that there is going to just be a hotel just for them because there's the wives and family hotel. There's also going to be yeah, the yeah, yeah. hotel. That's right. There's the no way Savannah staying in the same hotel. So think about think about people who, for whatever reason, you don't have anybody you want to invite to the bubble. You at this point, you between relationships, ain't nobody serious. Or yeah. for some for some extenuating circumstances, you just can't get anybody there for whatever reason. Blah blah blah. I want to know the conversations of the people trying to get them to invite another one for them so you could have two. Let's call it something J.R. Smith would do. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, hey, Lou Will. Lou Will. Lou Will needs two invites. Well, Lou they will, may yeah. not. They, they I NBA think they may have rescinded together. that because it's it too together. much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 the NBA may have rescinded that because Lou Will catch too much heat. In the that was a lot day. of low-hanging like, low fruit jokes being made about strip clubs and yeah. chicken wings during that time. I'm glad we didn't pause during that. Like, no, I didn't. Like, yeah. Okay. There, there, listen, there, there was a difference in the way people were talking about that, and it always has been my problem in the same stuff. You have people that is nowhere near to a certain culture that are the tastemakers and the people telling the story about a culture. And mm-hmm. whenever that kind of thing happens, it's always going to be a disconnect. Right? Like, it's I, just a random example. A 60-year-old white dude from Sheboygan, Wisconsin, it's tough for him to identify with Lou Will. Even like, you know I mean? even like Stephen A. Smith's fake laugh when he was talking about that. Um, and he was like, oh, man, I, I wasn't on, and I finally get to talk about his Lou Will situation. He's doing, like, a fake TV laugh. Like, I know Stephen A. Smith, like, is black, but at the same time, it came off so disingenuous. Like, stop this dog. Like, you, you, don't, I you mean, don't have to do this. He has been the leading proponent and the loudest voice in 
y'all gotta send some of them to juice like that has been his take i know no no i understand but i was just going take. i was talking to your point about um just people outside of the culture commenting on things inside the culture yeah yeah because like i heard the story and like yeah it gave me a little chuckle but then i also understood i also, I I also understood i was like i also said in my head Louisville's story is believable <laughs> like I, I said all of those but things like what are y'all talking this, about this might this my thing and i feel like if you don't because it's there's no way you could separate nba culture and hip-hop culture right I feel like if you knew and you knew Lou Will, this ain't surprising. Like I, I, I've never been to Magic City, but I've heard stories about Magic City food. I know people from Atlanta that always mm-hmm. talked about this kind of thing. We know how the kind of references Lou Will always got uh, in hip hop music. He has we a song. Lou Will, we know Lou Will is a cult figure for this kind of thing. It's not surprising. Like, when I heard that the lemon pepper wings there were named after him, that wasn't surprising. Like, if you heard James Harden do this, would you be surprised? You don't get to be surprised at this. But it's, it's when it's when you have some cultural disconnects that you'll have a lot of a lot of clutching of pearls and a lot of hand-wringing about this simple kind of stuff. That's just, that's just the way and it's always going to be. Even in our group chat, as soon as some people who was clowning him saw the wings, it's like, I get it. <laughs> you see one, two titty, and then you get some wings. Like Louis ain't hard up for gals. He didn't. He didn't need this, to go there for gals. So exactly. This. This is my. This is my thing, though. If you feel like, and he probably get the dance because he was being polite. Honestly. If you feel like getting wings, and someone says, "Do you want these delicious wings without titties, or with the ability to see titties?" Who is going to pick without? I mean, even if it's just in passing. It's just in passing. And think about it when you have your mindset. Ooh, wow. I'll Gabriel fake an ID. Even when you have your mindset to, like, KCP boy, even when you have your mindset on a certain food, you have your mindset on a certain food, right? And then that's what you want to eat. He would have been like, I'm in Atlanta. I want those wings. No other wings in that moment is going to do because your brain's already calculated and your mouth is already saying, like, okay, this is what I want to eat. This is what I want. That's a very popular place. Do you know how much he has to order that shit for them to name that after him? I'm saying, dog. Anyway, fuck the Clippers. I hope they lose. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah, me too. Fair enough. Okay. Um, of course, this is a segment that I have to get into because we need to do a deeper dive into what could have been. And that was my Phoenix Suns nearly reaching, nearly reaching... The hollow, the whole, the 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 holy grail, nearly Are reaching. You, you, you're gonna fucking talk about a team who almost make the playoffs right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> we ne- almost <laughs> making the playoffs. Talk. Yeah. Listen, they they almost reached that hollowed perch of everybody has to talk about us. That's all I wanted was for people to have to talk about Phoenix for an extended period of time, and they almost had it. If it wasn't for Damian Lillard, Phoenix would have been the story of the bubble, and it goes back. To what we was talking about with IG gals. Now we know how they did it. The Phoenix Suns bonded in a way oh, over God. quarantine that no other team had. And that is how you bring things together. How, dog? How? I I love this team for stuff like that. But I love this team for stuff like that. I love Aiton being the, the lovable oaf that is continuously going to get into trouble. And we just shrug our shoulders and be but like, like oh, that's him, dog. You... That there's Seven. clearly no veterans, Seven. no veterans on Seven. the team. Like you there's know, Ricky, none. Ricky Rubio ain't hanging out after. 
Like, not with them. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah. nah. And I... Ricky Rubio 8. But Devin, then he's also, also not... Devin Booker was not in that 7. I'm, I'm fairly confident Booker was not in that 7. I... Think about it. Booker, I feel like you got to give Booker the same kind of treatment that you would give Lou Will. Like, he ain't, he ain't got to do that, dog. Like, he ain't got to do that. None of them have to do it, right? No, None of them have okay. to do it. He doesn't see it. Like, Devin Booker is getting Drake references. I feel like None if you're an athlete, it, right? I, I get it. I get it. I mean, remember with Aiton's other stories. So let's... I, I'm saying... Let's pick the other I'm seven. Saying, let's pick the seven sons. Okay, let's pick the seven sons. Okay, number one, uh, I'll go. We we could we could alternate, go turn turn for turn. Uh, no, they did too. But um, Javon Carter, number one. Bridges. Frank Kaminsky. Aiden. <laughs> um. Huh. You know what? Jalen Lequeux. I don't know any other sons. <laughs> I know that's where things is going to fall apart if you. <laughs> Those are all the sons I know. <laughs> oh, shit. How could I forget? How could... You can't say Aiton without saying Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre was definitely... Oh, no. Okay, same. Kelly Oubre organized it. <laughs> he started the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Kelly no, no, no. Oubre. Kelly Oubre organized it. Because hearing the young lady tell the story, she was there on another mission. And then seven you of them You know in. that first mission was Kelly Oubre. No, the first mission was a dude who was on the on the Oh, staff. that's right. The staff, the staff. Yeah. It reminds me of a certain story that I had heard about a other certain team. All I'm saying... John, that could have been you. Boy, seven people don't mistakenly walk into a room. There was a conversation before that. that this is what's going to is on fire. Okay, I just want so you to hit know four shots. that we were going to so we do, hit four shots. We were going to do a segment of this podcast where we did a version where the Lakers lost and a version where the Lakers won. We don't have to do that anymore. I didn't even I I didn't think we was gonna actually follow through and do that. Yeah, we were gonna do that, but I mean it's too late. We're so, like an hour and ten in, so keep going. With without me even checking checking the box score, he, so when you say he's on fire, he hit like four shots, right? Yeah. Uh, now I gotta actually. And he did check. chef's kiss, chef's kiss yes. three KCP. Okay. <laughs> he hit exactly KCP. four shots. Always believed. Always believed. Like no, LeBron you didn't. dead. <laughs> LeBron dead. Ten points. So dead, man. We demanded Dion Waiters for like an hour or two know, after that. But this is the whole the point went. about watching sports. Is you get to say these dumb, no, ridiculous things no, all the time. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm so happy being a part of this Laker thing. Like, this is how fun it was all the years. But they just get to be this. ridiculous and say the most asinine things and not care. And no point and then, has uh, to make sense with the next point And you just have, get to have takes. Why don't and why if, don't try to bail a point? Back, no one knows. If you get backed into a corner, you could just say Kobe. And you could bail on the whole thing and just say Kobe, and none of it matters, man. Like you could you could love LeBron and hate him within thirty seconds of each other. And it Lakers lost that like first LeBron game. Can, you know you know what's happening. Some Laker fans are posting pictures of Kobe, being like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, like, you could have loved LeBron headed into that, and you could even like the game that he had. You could wonder if it was right for them to even make the trade for AD. And mm-hmm. Wonder what life would have been like for Brandon Ingram. <laughs> you could do all this. As young, a young core. They argued for the young core. <laughs> like, well, oh, that's yeah. insane. I, I mean, that's another I forget you argued about the when, young core. When AD win finals MVP, we need to post that. I forget about y'all. Y'all was telling me that Brandon Ingram, you had to keep him because he's the future Kevin Durant. I yes. forget about that. I forget about that. Oh, man. Like, you do whatever it takes to get AD, and that's it. So, we actually probably, oh, it oh, looks oh, like we... Oh, oh, what? Wait, did AD land wrong? Oh, get the fuck out of here. Don't no, say no. That. Okay, no, he's still up. He's still up. He's still up. Is he walking a little gingerly? He's staying in the game. They're not calling timeout. He did get blocked by white side, though. Like, that was not cool. Nobody's doing it with blocks. (laughs) Nobody's doing it with blocks. Oh, my God. Uh, Do do we want to talk about the lottery? Yeah, we could talk about the lottery to just end it. Daddy Green even hit threes. Wait, these niggas are some real front runners, you know. Couldn't hit a shot when the, like, nerves is tight. Now, all of a sudden, they're hitting threes. Oh yeah, basketball is easier that way. I mean, except well, except for KCP. KCP is consistent, because KCP had a wide open three just now and completely bricked it. And it was just because that's who I am. <laughs> like I will hit somebody is. Okay, so KCP is either going to go zero for nine or or four four for six from three. Yeah. that's what it is. It's either he he's was going four to for shoot five. Excellent. The one he just missed was one he bricked because he was too wide open. Ooh, God. ooh. Turn his ankle. AD turned his ankle. Ooh. And LeBron is looking directly at it. This is the same play? No, they, they just running it back. But I don't think... I have to see if AD came up. Oh, he's still on the court. So I guess it's one of those things where Doris Burke is saying that it's much better than it was. But okay, the lottery. The Knicks are the Knicks. They were supposed <laughs> to get the sixth pick and they got the eighth pick. Yeah, so there's, there's only two... Unless you are really deep into college basketball or the draft, or you pull for a shitty team, there's two things you love about the lottery. You love the fact that you get to see where the top two prospects go, because those are usually, that's the argument that matters. And then you like to see the lottery fuck up for the Knicks. That's yes. become the best part and of the draft. And it always you, fucks up for the Knicks. It always happens for the Knicks, because nobody really wants to see James Dolan happy. That's, that's just the way it is. So the Timberwolves get the first pick. The Warriors, this is this has the Tim Duncan, David Robinson thing written all over it, all over again. The Warriors get number two, Charlotte gets three, Chicago four, Cleveland five. Eh. All right, we just talked top five. Yeah. The big deal, the big deal for Minnesota getting number one. Uh, automatically, you got to think Anthony Edwards because you have to find a way. Or Lamelo. Or Lamelo and play because D'Angelo Russell, you can play him off the ball, so it's definitely going ball. to be. It's or maybe it's one guard. of those those players who I don't know. No, it, I think it's it's <laughs> that's anybody past like four. <laughs> so so no, it has the to dude be, from Israel, the French kid who's eighteen. They, they okay, they're not gonna drop an eighteen year old. There's no way they pick an no, eighteen year old. So, no, so, because I think you have to. There's no sure. There's there's no sure thing when you're talking about rookies in general, but. You are running out of time for 
for Carl Anthony Towns to be there. And you got it right now. It's about selling him on the organization to try to get him to stay. And I don't think if you drive anybody outside uh, Anthony Edwards or Lamelo Ball, he buys into that because it's easy for the player. He could just wind his way out if he don't want to be in Minnesota. Like. Mm-hmm. Forget all that contract stuff. You could wind your way out of there and be unhappy, and you could you could basically do the AD. I'm sitting down. We all figure out what it is. But to get him to buy, it was a good move to get D'Angelo Russell because they actually friends off the court. Mm-hmm. Now you need another piece. And you think I okay? This is my thing on on Edwards, right? And this is just from today, so I'm not a college basketball person like you are. Yeah, um, I know. In in his interview, Anthony Edwards said like. He enjoyed his college experience because he had so many bad games that he learned from it. And I just thought, you really just said you had so many bad games in college that you had no, to learn from no, it. No, 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 you did. Okay, so and you, then here's the thing. He also shot 29% from three-point range. So he was a, a bad three-point shooter and shot the most. And, like, he, I, I think, he like, was, for me, if you're a player who is... You have complete autonomy on when you get to shoot, how you get to shoot, and you get to make all the decisions. You didn't go to a basketball school specifically so you could do that. So that means you basically get to hog when you want. And if you have a poor shot selection while you hogging, and you probably been this golden child your entire basketball life coming all the way up because you are one of those like golden, especially when you choose a, a, a school like um, George's because you want to be like above everything else at that point when you get you want, to the league it won't the be like part. that and it won't be like no. that when you get into the locker room with d'angelo russell and cat who make way more money than you and you have to show out and your short selection is going to be a third option and you have to make it count every time you get it unless you're like i think jaw jaw amazing and even jaw is the guy running the offense in memphis so it's a different kind of situation i think um I think he's he's going. To, I think he's going to be good. Uh, obviously, I like to measure them like this, right? When you played against Kentucky, how scared was I oh, when God. you had the ball? Jesus and the level of trepidation I had any time Anthony Edwards had the ball in his hand, I was one hundred percent certain that he would score every time, and there's nobody could stop him. His shooting percentage from distance wasn't great, but his game off the dribble is so advanced. It reminds me a lot uh, of the way people people looked at at Donovan Mitchell for for example when he was when he was in school or even to go back to he wasn't scared he was of Donovan out Mitchell though. Use I remember you used to call him dead all no, the time. No, because our no because our team was way better. I wasn't mm-hmm. scared of Donovan Mitchell, but I felt like Anthony Ed- Anthony Edwards did beat us by himself in one of the matchups. By the way, he did yeah. beat Kentucky in one of the games by himself. But just like you mentioned, though, I mean. Sometimes yeah, it's dead, difficult. Though. I mean, y'all is dead. <laughs> okay. Sometimes it's difficult. To t- yes. Sometimes it's difficult to take. We was going to win this year. Sometimes it's difficult to take those stats into account in oh, those yeah. kind of situations. Because, yeah, you have full autonomy. You know there's nothing riding on this. I'm going to the league. I just have to show enough. To me, it's like it's like Kevin Durant shooting a horrible percentage his rookie year in Seattle, where all he had to do was shoot the ball, and there were no checks and balances for him. Right? That wasn't an indicator that he couldn't shoot. It just was that sometimes too much freedom for a young player isn't a good thing. So you don't really have to do things in the flow of the system because you get to do whatever you want. That's not always going to lead to 
the kind of pretty looking counting stats that we look for. But I actually think that's a better situation for him than going in and being the being guy forced to be being forced to be the guy right away. Like even if Lamelo goes there, Lamelo is not going to be the guy. Lamelo is still a guy. Oh, definitely three, not. But he gets. Lamelo, who, he okay, so shirt. Anthony Edwards just wore, like, I think a great Nike tee in his side-by-side interview, whereas Lamelo was dressed like a successful SoundCloud rapper with two chains on, That's, his hair completely did. <laughs> like, the juxtaposition of those two images together, I feel like if a GM was watching, I'd be like, oh boy, I don't know, man. You realize Lamelo's been living this life for a very long time, like right. So it's it's almost like, and that's another thing. So like the same he's been argument since we we made with like about like Booker and Lou Will. Like imagine if this is all Lamelo knows since he is like fourteen, is being famous and having money. So he'd just be like, yeah, this is what's supposed to happen. It, that could be a good thing, and it could also be an extremely horrible thing. I think the and I mean. Lonzo is still in the middle of it, but the fact that he got to see Lonzo and to a lesser extent Leangelo go through some BS actually helps him because even though they were brothers, they're all raised in the same house, same system, completely different path to get there though because Lonzo wasn't playing a pro from he was 14. Lonzo, you take it even further back to high school, they had... Uh, LaMelo playing up just so he could play with Lonzo and Leangelo. So he was in eighth grade playing varsity just so he could play up with them. So he was always, I guess, punching above his competition. And then you go to, where they go? Latvia, Lithuania? They went somewhere where he One turned pro. Yeah, he turned pro at 15, 16. And then you go to Australia where he's still playing pro. So he's coming into this actually with more experience than Lonzo did after just one year UCLA getting dominated by De'Aaron Fox. So... <clears throat> It's a completely it's a completely different situation. I think you gotta I think you gotta engage them and look at them differently. But you know this is all about his growth spurt, right? Like, forget any uh the way he plays and all of that. This was about his growth spurt because most when of the that famous grew, NBA stories are about growth spurts. When people heard that he grew to six eight six nine, they was like, yeah, that's number one. Yeah. He, he plays like that, and then he grew to six eight six nine. Hell no, he's the number one prospect. That's mm-hmm. what it is. But coming out of this draft, I think probably the most intriguing pick, unless somebody is here turns out to be yeah, unless somebody is here turns out to be a transcendent player, and you got to talk about him like how we talk about Luca now. The most intriguing pick is James Wiseman going to the Warriors because he gets to compete for a contender right away, and that don't happen to number two picks. And, and he's exact. He's exactly what the team needs. In culture. In culture when people have to be like, what are we going to do with those threes? You, they could just be like, let's let the rookie beat us on the inside. So he could get yeah. to have free reign and get to do all the cleanup and get to learn from a championship organization. And that's if they keep the pick because then they might flip the pick because they have Minnesota's pick next year that's top three protected. So the Warriors could... Ver- that's why I'm saying like, a Nets Warriors Finals is going to happen either next year or the following year. Like, KD might take a year to come back, but the following year, those are going to be the two most stacked teams. And, yeah, you could say you don't know what's going to happen in free agency or trade, but KD, Yeah, I was about to say, Giannis Kyrie is the Irving, only thing that messes that up. Right. But if Giannis goes to the right place, he could throw a monkey wrench in that, though. Like, imagine Giannis going to Miami. Like, he could spoil all of that. That's, that's where he should go. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. Go to go by the water. What the hell? Let's go by the water. But um, I mean, as long as like, I mean, living by the water don't be as good if they don't let you outside. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could still look at the water. No. Depends on who in charge. If you live in Florida, they don't really. I feel like they're letting them go outside. Are they stopping they do, people they do from whatever they you, outside? You don't see these Florida people Instagrams. They they ain't care. It over. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Make us up James by thirty, Weisman by the thing. way. Ah, uh, Daisy right, B. Well. See, all they have to do is hit shots. I'm sorry. Like they just it's so yes. Easy. It's so easy. This is, this is what this is what we spent two hours saying yesterday. All you gotta do is hit shots, but it's the only reason Portland won game one. When Damian Lillard got trapped and he got doubled, he passed one to Melo who hit it. He passed the other one to Gary Trent who hit it. Hit some shots, okay? Who's been playing like I, Oh, I, yeah, and okay, back to the draft. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Sorry, yeah, no, no, no. I, I got sidetracked too. I was looking at the box score, but yeah, I the reason I don't think they flip it is because everything is still built in place for them to win right now. They just hit pause on it for a year. Like mm-hmm. Steph, Clay, and Draymond are still there, and you have Andrew Wiggins as youth. So now you you're able to keep the most one of the most talented cores ever, and you get to you get a. Uh, New scenery, Andrew Riggins. People always say that kind of thing helps unless you actually are shitty and it doesn't help at all. But anyway, he gets to be the fourth option. So he got to be able to thrive as the fourth gonna option. It's going to be, like, to watch that team is going to be great because you're going to get so many answers, I think, because, you know, Clay is Clay. Clay don't care. Clay is... Yeah. He's playing chess against this dog and hitting three-pointers. And he, all, all, and of, all of the... All of the young warrior generation get to come right back. So it's like this year didn't they even will. happen for them. Yes. Espe- especially because of Corona. And they get to they get to slide right back in there. But a short season didn't even count. And that's all that matters how, in the lottery. You know how incensed Kaizen was when he saw the... He saw a little clip of Max Kellerman saying... Uh, Damian Lillard is probably a better shooter from long range that's, than Steph. That's so crazy. It's so crazy. And... And then Kenny Smith saying it. The recency bias is ridiculous with this shit. And then, no, I saw a stat where it was like, oh, Dame has shot more 30-footers. And they don't mention that Steph Steph played, like, how much games this year? 15? No, no, no. But it it was, like, more than Steph has in his career. So Damian Lillard shot more from that distance than Steph has his entire career. But then, like, I I was also thinking... Man, Steph made all of this possible. Like, Trey Young, a lot of these guards, you don't get to happen. Because, you know what would happen? Everyone would say, that shit does not work. This is why it never happened before in the NBA. Because coaches would say, that shit does not work. You know who bucked that? Steve Kerr and Steph Curry. And they said, Steph, you have free reign. You get to do that. You are, and Steph has pulls those 35-foot shots out when it's time to win a game. When it's like really late in the flow of the game, he doesn't like to do it because of the ball movement that the Warriors have that the Portland Trailblazers and the Atlanta Hawks don't have. But we know players could do this now. Hold on, this is going to be a throwback for you. Remember when Tracy, Tracy Murray. Murray. Tracy Murray. <laughs> when Tracy Murray came to Hoyts and we just watched this NBA player just hit all these shots from half court. You said, half court. Wait. You was average yeah. like five points. So yeah. everyone could do this? And like everyone could do this, but no one was like, no one tried it in a game. And I think it's like similar to field goal kickers because you only get one shot. So field goal kicking is different. People can make 60, probably 70 yard field goals, you know, 
But it's like, what coach is going to try that in the game? Steph, risk I, assessment. That's what it is. They were being risk averse. And like in the NBA, everyone was told, like, be risk averse. If you take a shot like that, you will get pulled and sit on the bench. So you had to have like the kind of clout and authority. And even superstars weren't able to do that until Steph Curry. And people are being this, ridiculous. <laughs> saying this is what shit. I'm saying. Damian Lillard has been a star in the NBA for a while. And you even alluded to when he was talking about it on the podcast. It's directly because of playing Steph Curry so many years in the playoffs. And you see how he's able to get his shot off and you make changes in your game. There's no shame in that. And by the way, Lillard ain't even the one saying this because he would even admit, yeah, dog, I saw what dog was doing and I had to make that make that a part of what I did. I mean, that is a way for me to get a shot off every time. It seems very simple. Steph but Curry changed be... everything about spacing and pace and distance and everything about the game. It's ridiculous to like to say this kind of stuff. And I know like Steph does it. He'll just be like, nah, come on, Kenny. Like he'll just say it in the most like almost passive aggressive way and just be like, just wait until he's there. Because Steph talks shit on the court, but like over social media, he ain't really gonna do that. Or really could get into that or even try to go on the shows. But think about it, man. Steph went up against LeBron in the finals. Like, like other famous things about LeBron is LeBron came back 3-1 against Steph. LeBron has the block and the look of disgust back against Steph. LeBron realized that he had to, like, take the league back because it was going in Steph's direction. All of these, like, this didn't happen with Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard was not no. there in those moments. Like, until you do that... Is not a discussion. Yeah, but when we see something happen right now, and listen, this is the this is the good and the bad part of NBA Twitter. I love it and hate it at the same time because what you see right now is the best thing you've ever seen, and that's the most of that's what most people think. Because I could knock this out in 140 characters or whatever it is now, and I could get a lot of likes and tweets and reshares and whatever, but. It's whatever I see right now, that's the best. And anything that came before this didn't really matter that much. I don't know. I mean, I didn't even expect it to happen this way in this game when I said it early on the podcast. But I think I said this to you all in the group, too. There's going to be a game where all them jumpers ain't falling. And then what what happens? It's going to be there. They are going to let you down. And I don't even know if this is a letdown. Because for all of the bullshit we made about this, this is still 8 versus 1. Story and it seems like people story. were forgetting that. It seems like people were forgetting that there was a reason that Portland had to fight to get to the eighth seed. Like, come on, dog. You know what else? I feel like LeBron is not... Because LeBron is obviously older. Remember playoff LeBron? Remember, like, desperate, mm-hmm. like, we going to win this game, LeBron? And I'm talking, like, even LeBron game seven against the Tatum Celtics. Or LeBron game one against the Durant Warriors when LeBron, when J.R. Smith fucked up. That version of LeBron still exists. It doesn't exist maybe for an entire series or for an entire playoffs. But we might get three or four games of that and that's going to be worth it. That's going to be worth the whole bubble, oh. the whole playoffs. He is, he is absolutely coasting right now. And there's no way you do this for as long as he's done this. and conti- Well, Russell Westbrook might. But continue to do it at the same pace and always try to go 100 miles per hour because that's just it's just not a smart thing to do. Like he will do just enough to get there. Like as we're watching this right now, they're up by 30 heading into the fourth. He's gonna end this game with 10.7 assists and six rebounds. Because there's no way they should play in the fourth. There's no way him and AD should be in in this game in the fourth quarter. But 
LeBron is going to coast with as much as he can get away with because he knows how much he is going to need for the end of this thing. They'd have for three months. Yeah. Yeah, for three months. Well, it is. I like how this is such a Lakers-centric podcast, but I actually think we should put this out in a two. We should put part one out tomorrow and part two out on, like, Sunday. Because, well, yeah, Sunday before the Lakers play. Because, wait... Do they, they play I don't even again? know where we would. I don't even know where we would split this, but I'll figure it out. I mean, it's about an hour and thirty minutes long, so I say like directly in the middle, and like whenever that a point gets made around then. But I would say that like we do. All right. I'd be like, and that's the end of part All right, one. So we're gonna we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this more often, and we should always do it while the game is going on. Yes, that's a much better way to watch this. Yeah. All right, that'll do yeah. it. You know what? We I say this every time, but we do need to try to be more consistent with this because we have basketball. Every we are day. in a pandemic. Yeah, I have to go back to work so, right now. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Yeah, I'll stay woke. Stay woke.